Hi again, everybody. Thanks for checking into localjobnetwork.com radio. And you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Tim Muma, and joining me in the quad today is Lynn Molitor. Hello. Liz Dotson. Hello, hello. And Carrie Freitag. Hello. Now, it is a pleasure to have all of you in here in the quad once again. And as per usual, we do have a quality array of intriguing topics to discuss. And while I normally wholeheartedly believe in ladies first, <laughs> I'm going to actually kick us off today. If you all don't, if you all don't mind. If you hey, all don't go mind. for it. All Equal right. opportunity. All right. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, well, recently I've had some conversations with people who are starting sort of their first real job, quote unquote, getting into their career or um, changing careers completely, which feels like you know, your first real job again. Um, and I was hoping to get a couple things from all of you. One, just your thoughts on some of the challenges that they might come across in that new setting and, and really taking that on for the first time. And two, giving any advice that they can use to survive in some cases and thrive in some cases, especially those first few months where I think you're really getting your feet wet. So just going to kind of throw it out there to the experienced group out here. My first thought, it was that they have to learn to separate their personal life from their professional life. When you go to school, you're probably checking your cell phone, emailing your friends throughout the day. But when you come to work, you have to focus on work. For eight hours a day, you're focusing on work and showing your new employer your commitment, not emailing your friends. Ooh, <laughs> that's that was a good, good one. Gary. <laughs> I can't follow that. <laughs> well, one of the things, well, I'll speak still. One of the things that um, I had thought about was just the structure and the hours, um, as you mentioned, the eight hours. I mean, those days are a little bit longer than having your class, having a break, making some lunch. This is for <laughs> college grads, but um, I think that would be one thing. And then also just the the structure of the day and making sure that you're very conscious and aware of time when you're coming in, when you're leaving, when you're taking um, your lunch and stuff, always adhering to the structure of the company that you're working for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I'll build on what Liz just said. I had put on here like don't be a clock watcher. It's like you're not working at McDonald's anymore where mm-hmm. you check in and you check out at a certain time. Sure. Depending on what your job is, you know, you're not uh punching a time card per se. You know, you may still be. But if you're not, um, you know, just to kind of mm-hmm. follow the rules and regulations of whatever your new employer is all about something to keep in mind. Now, one thing that I talked about with some of the individuals was just, uh, and for myself, and, and this is kind of my personality anyway, is to just listen as much as you can and just kind of absorb. I mean, I know a number of what you're talking about is isn't along the same lines, mm-hmm. understanding what the rules are and regulations, yeah. how things work, but just really picking up everything you can from anybody. Uh, I, I personally think you can pick up a lot from just kind of sitting back and observing you know, two people having a conversation or if it's in a meeting or something like that. Um, but another another question or concern that came up from people is, well, how do I act? Like, can I just be myself from the get-go? Is that the best way to do it? Do I kind of step in slowly as far as my personality? I and mean, what would you suggest for people who are concerned about sort of that side of it as opposed to the, the rule side? I always kind of took a pulse of what my new work team was all about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, I deferred... <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I was quiet when I got out of college. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I kind of suffered from being new to a work team and I was too quiet. And then I kind of got razzed about it Mm. in a friendly sort of way. Right. Uh, And they were trying to draw me out. 
But I would say step back, get an idea what your work team is all about, and then try and fit into that work team and don't come on too strong with what your personality may be if you sense that it doesn't quite gel. Okay. Just maybe tone things down just a little bit. Yeah. Until you get the feel of what's going on. Mm. Yeah. We want you to be who you are, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. No one's going to fault you for being professional, so that would kind of be the focus I would have on coming into a new company is just make sure you're being professional and eventually Mm -hmm. your personality will come out and you'll kind of build relationships and things, but stay professional. All right. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think some good tips for people and uh, for everyone out there, obviously we've all been through it at some point, so it always gets better, I promise. No matter how (laughs) awkward or uncomfortable it might feel at some (laughs) Mm -hmm. point. It's kind of like high school again, right? Yes, I like that. And I always tell people that. It's like, you're going to get over the hump, but I tell people, you got to give yourself three to six months. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not going to happen in a week. Yeah, that's true. If it does, hey, great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, part of getting into that new work environment uh, might, of course, be something like dress code and figuring out how that works. Uh, Maybe a new employee would be anxious about Mm -hmm. that. But Carrie, you actually had another topic that relates to clothing, but in a little different angle. It's the thought process of if you dress casually, does it affect your productivity? Um, there's one school of thought where you have to dress formally, dress in suits and you know skirts for women, so that then you are more productive that way. But there's other people that feel it doesn't matter what you wear. If you're dressed more comfortably, that you're still going to give the same amount of productivity. Mm-hmm. And pre- my previous employer, it was... You had to dress up. Even if you had no contact with the public, you had to dress up. Even on casual days where we were allowed to wear Packer clothing, you could not wear denim. So hmm. oh. I was just oh, wondering everyone else's opinion on that, <laughs> if you think productivity and clothes are related. I don't think productivity and clothes are related uh, per se. But for me, I when I got out of college, I had to wear um, business suits, and that meant wearing skirts. I can't tell you the last time I wore a skirt now. <laughs> but I, uh, when I came here, uh, it's a very casual environment here, and I came from business casual. And it took me a little time to adjust. And I have to say, depending on like when I dress up, when I feel good about myself, I feel like I'm more, I don't know, confident in my work day. I feel like I'm more in control when I'm just kind of wearing something that I don't feel all that great about, but enough that I'm willing for my coworkers to see me. <laughs> it it kind of reflects then the rest of how my day goes if I'm not feeling good about the way my appearance is. That's me. I'm a big fan of the casual dress code. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily know either that it's really direct directly impacted productivity. I think the argument there is people are more comfortable. They feel mm-hmm. like they can, you know, still go about their day and be having just more of a friendly atmosphere and environment. I remember, I do remember a coworker back in the day used to, on um, big days that they were anticipating, they would have, uh, they'd wear their rally tie. And that was their thing. Like they would dress up when they mm-hmm. were going to have a big day. And I think that's kind of fun. I guess it's contrary to having a casual Jean Friday um, <laughs> right, on the other yeah. side of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dress up day. <laughs> but there is a mental state there too. If you feel like you need that extra oomph and mm-hmm. you feel like you know, you want it. Typically, if you're dressing up, you're going to do your hair and everything's all falling into place. And maybe you're just feeling better about yourself. But in general, I'm a big fan of the casual mm-hmm. 
work environment. Yeah, I think I agree for the most part with what everyone's been talking about. Um, you know, and Lynn, you brought up, and Liz, you mentioned it too, just fe- feeling confident. Mm-hmm. I think that comes comes down to a lot of what it is for each individual. I mean, someone like myself, it you know, matter what I wear, I'm pretty much going to feel the same way, but other people might feel great when they're dressed up, or maybe they feel great when they're in just jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, I think, you know, obviously to figure that out for yourself, but I, I haven't noticed anything as far as lack of productivity just because someone's dressing casual. And I appreciate that freedom. Um, I think the the interesting side of it now is if if I ever do, for whatever reason, decide I want to wear something nicer, <laughs> then I get asked 47 times, oh, what's going on? What's going on? What are you dressed for? Just wanted to dress nicer today. Or the truth, truthfully, it's usually I didn't do laundry, so that's all I have left is our nice clothes. I hear that. I uh-huh. actually yeah. hear that answer a lot around here, and yeah. it makes me laugh then. Yeah, I think that does happen. But I think you should wear a suit tomorrow, Tim. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> see, and that's the hard part is that, you know, I've, I've always been in the media and obviously where we are now, it's an office setting, even though I, you know, I'm doing a lot of radio stuff. So on the TV side, you would dress yeah. very nicely. Or in my case, if I was doing like covering high school sports, you cover, you, you sort of dress similar to what they would dress nicely. So it's kind of business casual. Um, but if you're on the radio, most radio <laughs> guys dress horribly, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. But they can. Nobody sees them. So. Um, but yeah, I think I think to each to each their own. And if your company is is confident enough that you can do your job by being casual, I think I think that's awesome. Like they do here, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. cool. Well, as we talked about what you wear at work, uh, you know, it could be a point of emphasis when you're talking about some etiquette. We didn't get into that necessarily, but uh, Lynn, you have another area that you like to discuss in terms of etiquette at the workplace. So I thought we could talk about email etiquette today, and I like did something a little different than we typically do. So I thought I would just like kind of toss out the type of emails that we tend to get here in the office. And here is the question, though. Do you respond or don't you respond? <laughs> and how might your response or lack of response, how might that be interpreted by your coworkers? So I'm just going to toss out situations <laughs> and then you guys can chime in. It's like, do you reply or don't you? Hmm. And maybe why or why not? Or if you do, to who? Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank okay. you. All right. So here we're going to start out really easy. And this one actually happened today. We received an email today about birthday treats that went out. You know, it could go out to the entire team, department, the entire company. So do you reply back or don't you? Yes to the individual. <laughs> Not reply all. Is that what you're saying, Liz? Correct. I will reply back if someone brought in something that's homemade and just absolutely delicious. Reply just to that person. If it's donuts, I didn't reply. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on the treat. It does. So, so if they put in the effort to make something, uh, yes. then you thank them. If they, okay, I, no, I got it. My goal is to get Carrie to individually reply to me with a baked good. <laughs> I, I would say I'm so with Liz on the reply versus reply all. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, just reply to that person, I think, is the best way to go. And just, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't usually reply to those, but I usually will try to find a time to just see them and say thanks or, or whatever. So, oh, that's, well, that's nice. just me, which mm-hmm. is funny because I'm usually a very big email person versus personal interaction. But with that, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> Just a nice quick thanks. Well, a lot of times it surrounds an occasion, like either a birthday Mm -hmm. or an anniversary or there's something. So, yeah. All right. So I'm going to put one added twist on this one. So you say, thank you. Have a happy birthday, person. So (laughs) does the person respond back to you? Uh, Yes. 
<laughs> that was quick. Do you say thank you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I think if it was just thank you for the birthday treats, then it would be ended. Mm. But if you added in the happy birthday, then they need to thank you for the happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I'll go with that. I agree. <laughs> Are you going to walk over there and tell them? <laughs> yeah, just keep going back and forth. That, that I would not do. That. <laughs> okay. Here's a, this is a work-related one. So you receive an email with a status update about a work issue or a completed task. So maybe it's a direct report reporting to, uh, reporting back to you with a status, or it's just a coworker, you know, saying that a task has been completed, or this is what I got done today. Do you respond back or do you not? <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. I was, I was trying is to let it, the ladies it, go first. I hope I didn't stump the girl. No, 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 no. No, is it getting okay? So is is the email to multiple people or just one person? Uh, say to a project team or to just a manager. You oh, can, I'll reply, but to that person. Like just there with a thank to you be discussion, or, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if it was directed to me, if I wasn't in, if I was in the CC category, then I would probably not mm. respond back. Right. But if I was part of the main group, okay. I would. Good, a uh, good clarification, Carrie, yeah. with the CC. Very important. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm big on always just a quick thank you, or you know, to Liz's point, if maybe you had to clarify something or whatever. I, I think, that, I think it's important just to acknowledge that that you got it. But yeah, I like, I like the point by Carrie there. If, if I'm in the CC, I, I kind of, not that I ignore it, but it's just kind of like, okay, it's sort of for yeah. my information, mm-hmm. but not my, you know, not part of my process, I guess. I do like a response of some kind, me personally, because it, it's like message received mm-hmm. without saying, you know, it's like, did they read it or didn't they get it? Or mm-hmm. did they have an issue with it or not? So even <laughs> just saying thank you. Right. Although I have to admit, I took my a clue from Liz, and I know, Liz, you respond back directly to the people, and you're not a big uh, reply-to-all person. No, I'm so not. So I've been trying to do that more often because <laughs> I figured out that's what you were doing. I'm trying to keep <laughs> inboxes a little uh, lower. Mm. <laughs> okay, so let's... Um, Here's one more, but I think it's we've kind of covered it already. So what about company-wide messages that you celebrated a work anniversary or a work milestone? Do you respond back directly to the person in terms of who had the anniversary or who had the milestone? Oh, so an individual's anniversary or like the company's anniversary? Um, Individuals. Individual's anniversary, I would definitely say I would send a message to them directly. I would not reply to all. What was the other one? A work milestone. Uh, so some like our sales teams are always hitting million dollar sales mm. milestones. And so we send that out to the company. Do you respond at all to those or do you just take them in? I'll defer. I will. If it's, you know, they hit the million dollar mark of some some level, I will to that person only just say a quick congratulations on your accomplishment. That's good. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think it depends on um, it might depend on the milestone exactly. I mean, not to diminish what anybody does work wise, but you know, for example, even for myself, if I send out you know a certain number that our radio team did, oh yeah, you know, seven hundred blah 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 is fine. If it's eight hundred, then okay, there's there, you know there's sort of that natural milestone um, to it. So even from sales, if it's you know two million or, or as opposed to you know we reach this point, 
where it seems like more of an update. Um, but yeah, I think I think in that case, typically, yeah, back to the individual. If it is a, a sort of a company wide thing, um, where it was emailed out to the company, like maybe the maybe the president or the owner of the company sent it out to sort of acknowledge all the work everybody's done. I can see that being a reply all like just great job everybody because it's sort of a a blanket statement. Yeah. But if it's yeah, if it gets that individualized or a department or something, I, I can see that being more just focused to them on that reply. All right. Well, thanks. I hopefully for our listeners, this just gives you some food for thought as to when you're going through your email, you know, giving a couple of different perspectives on um, how you handle email responses. Mm-hmm. I think that was that, fun. Yeah, I think the <laughs> hardest part is, and, and you kind of mentioned it there, Lynn, is was like, uh, you know, well, here's here's some treats, and you say thank you, happy birthday, and they say thank you back, and it's like. When right. is it con- when's it okay to end the conversation? <laughs> right. Like, mm-hmm. you have a good day. Oh, you too. And what do you do? You know, so sometimes I get stuck on that. End it with a smiley face. There you go. That's <laughs> how you know you're done. Done. <laughs> yeah. You know, they used to have a thumbs up uh, emoticon on our uh, instant messaging. Right. I have miss it. it. Yeah. I always love that because that's kind of how I finished it. Like, yeah, okay, I we're like good. it. Okay, we're done. All right. All right. Moving on. Last but certainly not least, uh, Liz, you wanted to go beyond beyond etiquette when it comes to relationships with uh, or interacting with your your fellow coworkers and you want to take it a little deeper. Yeah. Not just emailing coworkers, but spending time with coworkers. <laughs> what is that? Potentially <laughs> outside of work, potentially. So my topic here is on, um, I had found an article uh, on the five best bonding outings for coworkers. And we've actually had a couple outings um, in the company here. And so I thought, what a good timing to talk about our experience, whether we like outings, don't like outings. If we do, what we felt is um, good about it or not so good about it or what we would recommend. So the the top five, just to uh, give our listeners an understanding, uh, they have as volunteering events, fitness and sports activities, field trips, professional development activities, and shared meals, which we happened to just do today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good bonding. <laughs> For me, I thought the article uh, that was key was to know your workforce and the types of activities that they're likely to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I know at our company, we recently um, kind of stepped back and looked at the fun activities we were doing, and it was like, why are we trying to guess what people want to do? Why don't we let them plan it themselves? <laughs> so now here, each team gets the opportunity to plan a fun event for bonding um, for the entire company. So, And we've been receiving some good feedback on that approach. So I know in past jobs, I've done the volunteer work. We're signing up for walks, and it just gets a chance to learn a little bit more about coworkers outside in a social setting and you know you're doing good for the community too. Do you find that the participation in one type of event versus another ends up being higher? I know I would not participate in anything to do with fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Either would I. But I'll go on a walk. Yes, a walk, yes. Okay. Beyond that, no. <laughs> Don't you find, I always found that it just takes someone to organize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and as long as you find someone to organize it and you find like maybe two or three people that are going to do it. So, you know, you aren't out there on your own saying, does anyone want to go on this walk with me? And no one, no one signs up with you. But if you start with a little group, then it's kind of like a magnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I know we've talked about on the quad before the idea of volunteering and how with our organization, you know, we do a great job with that. And that's, I think that's a a simple and a great way to involve everybody and kind of have that bonding moment. Um, One, one area that they mentioned in the article kind of at the, at the very end as a a possibility was um, improv theater. I don't know if you guys saw that at the end. It talked about if you're in a place where communication is key and thinking on Mm -hmm. your feet. Uh, The couple of years that I was teaching before the year, uh, the place I was at, they would actually, you know, kind of in our preparation, the weeks leading into school, they would have us do stuff like they'd bring in somebody who is like an expert and they would create these scenarios or we would create and we'd have to like do Im- improv like comedy. Oh, yeah. oh my. I know. And, and wow. Yeah. The, the the staff I was with was very gregarious and out there and, and they were loving it. And I'm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And even though I've done the media stuff, I, I, that's different to me that I kind of pull back from that stuff. So. It was a little tough to step into it, but there was a real bonding to it. And you really did learn, you learn more about the people because you're sort of, you know, you weren't kind of guarding yourself from everybody. You were just, go for it. You're out there. I'm not suggesting that that's going to work <laughs> in a lot of offices. Stay tuned. Fun event. <laughs> right, yeah. Man, I should throw that out Tim's there. Tim's fun oh, no. event. Improv comedy. I think I know, I know a couple of people that uh, they work at Comedy Sports, which is an improv yeah. here mm-hmm. in uh, the Milwaukee area. So uh, maybe we do that. All right. I can see you guys hanging out. I just have sheer terror (laughs) going on in my head. Yeah, me too. I'm like, remember, types of activities that people are likely to enjoy. I am not funny. Uh, Have you ever tried doing improv? No. So you don't know that you're not good at it. That's true. True, true. I mean, what, what would, I mean... Yeah, I mean that's that's how you that's what we teach kids to do, right? Is you gotta at least try it, whether it's a food or an activity. No yeah, one's ever told it. me I'm funny though. <laughs> Sometimes those are the funniest people that don't even know it. Oh boy. Come on. The key I'll, I'll give one tip for improv is always to affirm. So you never say no. You always just go with it. That's the idea. Oh. It's always yes. Yeah. So somebody says this is a baby, it's a baby, and you you work it that way. So it's not a watermelon, it's a baby. Very good. <laughs> okay. It's always a baby. We could have a whole episode on this. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we could. We could. All right. Well, with that, we are unfortunately out of time for this edition of the LGN Radio Quad. Though I am confident everyone listening was able to take away some valuable insight from our discussion today, especially the improv piece. I think people will use that at work on high hope. Uh, and remember, of course, you can always reach out to us on the LJN Radio Quad by sending a message to LJN Radio at localjobnetwork.com if you have some subjects that you're interested in hearing about. And remember, you can also follow us on Twitter and connect with us there. Find us under the Twitter handle at the LJN. For Lynn Molitor, Liz Dotson, and Carrie Freitag, I'm Tim Yuma. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs>